Dad, tell me a story. How do you know if you really have a story? How do you know if the experience that you want to share with an audience is actually a story and not merely an anecdote or a history of events? Before I answer that question, let me first explain the difference between those three things, a story, an anecdote, and a history of events. First of all, an anecdote. An anecdote is really just your opinion. I was walking down the street. I saw a person help their neighbor pull weeds out of the goodness of their heart. Therefore, humanity is still good. Humanity still has kindness in themselves. Now that's touching for sure, but it's not a story. There's no conflict. There's no stakes. There's no emotional journey for the audience to go on. Perhaps there could be if I dug deep enough there. But the way I've told it just now is not a story. It's an anecdote. It's something that merely happened. My neighbor walked over to help his neighbor pull weeds from the yard. Therefore, I believe there is still goodness in humanity. Again, not a story, merely an anecdote, something that took place. Then there's a history of events. A history of events is, well, quite literally what we learn in history class when we're in high school. It's, here's what happened. This happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. You know you're listening to a history of events or telling a history of events when the connector between all of your points is the word And this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and so on and so forth. Everything is connected by the word and. That's a history of events. Again, not a story. Stories are connected by by words like but and so. This happened, but then this happened. So then this happened, but then this happened. So then this happened, so then this happened. And on and on you go taking people on an emotional roller coaster as one action or one event leads to another triggering event and it causes a character in the story to have to make certain choices. That's a story. A story takes people on an emotional ride. It shows them a character who's in a situation, who's faced with a triggering event that causes conflict and stakes, which forces them to make a choice. And that choice ultimately leads to some kind of transformation. And it's really the conflict and stakes that draw us in and get us emotionally invested in the story. That's the difference between an anecdote, a history of events, and an actual story. Now, how do you know if what you want to share with an audience is actually a story? On a previous episode of this podcast, I shared how I tried with all my might to tell my clients at work a story that would inspire them to provide amazing customer service. This is in the episode, How to Think Like a Storyteller. But it just never landed. It never resonated with the audience because it didn't have this conflict or stakes. So aside from assessing that structure, how else can I know if I really have a story? Because sometimes when we're so close to our stories and experiences, We might think that all the ingredients are there, 
that there's conflict and stakes and a triggering event and all of these things. But in reality, we're just leading ourselves to believe that. We're telling ourselves a story that those things are there because we want them to be. Here are some helpful ways to know if you're actually telling a story or if you're merely convincing yourself that you have a story. Number one, someone says you have a story. <laughs> some You share an experience and someone says to you, wow, that's an amazing story. If someone tells you you have a story, you just might have a story. This happened with a good friend of mine, my neighbor, Kevin Karchner. He and I were talking one day about storytelling. And he told me this really riveting story about meeting one of his idols. And as he told it to me, I was on the edge of my seat waiting to hear what happened next. Because as he told it, he made it clear that his reputation was on the line. And there were all of these factors at play causing him to potentially risk his reputation with this person he really admired. As I leaned forward, I said, man, this is an amazing story. And he said, huh, I never thought of it like that. To me, this is just a, a thing that happened. And I said, no, man, you've got a great story here. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to hear what's going to happen with your reputation here. You might have a story if someone tells you you have a story. Another sign that you have a story is you have an epiphany. If your mind is changed or blown or your eyes light up at something that's happened in life, odds are you've got a story there. Because if you have an epiphany or your mind is changed or your eyes light up, that means you were just in a situation where something happened. A triggering event took place. And that triggering event caused you to reassess old patterns of thinking and choose to develop new ones. And if you zoom in far enough and you really bring out and explain the emotions that you experienced and the thought processes that you went through to have that epiphany, you've got a story that other people can probably relate to because the odds are if you went on an emotional roller coaster or you had a swirling of thoughts go through your mind, thoughts that are just powerful and make you rethink everything that's going on in your life, the odds are other people have had similar thoughts and feelings as well, which means they can resonate with the story. So there's two ways that you can know whether or not you have an actual story on your hands. One is someone says you have one. The other is you just had an epiphany. Another sign that you may have as a story, that you may have a story, I feel like I got tongue twisted there, <laughs> but another sign you may have a story is intensity of emotions. When my first son was born, I remember sitting in the hospital room and the situation was me and my wife sitting there. She was exhausted because she'd just given birth for the first time. I was exhausted because I'd, I was there and, you know, I was kind of a pansy husband who was overwhelmed by the craziness of it all. And the triggering event was this little boy was sitting there with us alone in our hospital room for the first time ever. For the first 12 hours or so of his life, we'd been bombarded by nurses and doctors and family members. You know, we, we, we never got a chance to be alone. But when we finally got a chance to be alone with him, just the three of us in the same room together, it was overwhelming. It was, I, I never cried like that in my life. And there lies the conflict as I had this 
bubbling up, up of emotions. And I had a choice to either keep those emotions bottled up inside me and try to compose myself or let it all flow. <laughs> let it just happen. Let the emotions come out. And that's what I did. I let these emotions just pour out of me in the form of tears and love and hugging this little child who I was now with for the first time and looking over at my wife and seeing her have a similar emotional reaction changed us forever. It really did. It was a transformational experience. And so that's another sign that you've got a story is you have an intense emotional experience, a situation you're in where again, something triggers all these emotions and you have a choice to either bottle them up, keep them hidden or let them come out and change you. Another sign that you've got a story is you fail at something. This is one of the best ways to get stories. It's to go out and do things and to fail in life. Heck, half of the episodes of this podcast are stories about me failing at something. They're stories about me failing at storytelling. And I'm sure that one day down the road, I'm going to come back and look at these first founding episodes of the podcast, and I'm going to cringe a little bit. And I'll probably tell future episodes about these early episodes and all the things that I learned as I took action and practiced the thing that I'm preaching. So you can get stories. You can know that you have a story if you've tried something and failed at it. Another way to know if you have a story is that you notice something out of the ordinary, something that other people don't catch on to, something that they don't see. Something unique about yourself. You're walking down the road one day and everybody's totally fixated on the ice cream truck at the end of the street, but you seem for some reason to notice the dandelion sticking out of your neighbor's perfect yard. You notice this beautifully groomed lawn, weedless flower bed, perfectly trimmed bushes, and in the midst of it, this ugly yellow dandelion sticking out like a sore thumb and you get fixated on it and you become obsessed with this so you walk over and you pluck that dandelion out of the ground and for some reason you can't figure out why but you just took ownership of your neighbor's yard and you wanted to make it look beautiful there's a story in there if you dig deep enough and if you really bring out those thoughts and feelings that you experienced when you had the irrational urge to go pluck your neighbor's dandelion you've got a story so that's another way you can know if you've got one. Is It's if you notice or do something that's out of the ordinary. Something that goes against what the crowd is doing. Another way to know if you have a story is when you think of another person or if you think of another event when something happens in your life. That one's a little complicated, so let me explain it. But essentially, let's say you're driving down the road and you see a blue Kia parked on the side of the road. And when you see that blue Kia, your mind is taken back to your ex-girlfriend or to a time that you were in college and you failed the test and you threw a baseball bat at the window of a blue Kia. You know you've got a story. If something that you see in your everyday life takes you back, to another person or event, 
It reminds you of something that happened in the past. That's a story right there. Because again, you're in a situation and the triggering event is that you see the blue Kia. You see the thing that brings back those nostalgic memories. And then you've got a choice to go back down memory lane and relive that painful or joyful experience or to ignore it and move on with your life, to not become a pillar of salt, so to speak. Because every time you have those flashbacks, every time you reflect on the nostalgia, it has an effect on you. It causes you to transform and change in a way. And so if you are aware of those moments where your mind is taken back to previous people or previous events in your life, if you are aware of that, that means you've got a story you can tell people. You've got something you can share with others that can engage them and maybe make an impact in their lives. Now, there are so many ways to tell if you've got a story or not, but I'm going to leave it at that list right there because I think that's how many, five or six really solid, strong ways to identify if you've got a story so that you don't end up in the same situation I've been in, trying to force a story that just doesn't exist. So next time you want to tell a story, ask yourself if any of those things happened. Ask yourself if this is out of the ordinary. Ask yourself if you've had an epiphany or if someone has confirmed to you that this is in fact a story. Or if this was born from an emotional experience or simply a a trigger that reminded you of a past person or series of events. Those are all ways to know for sure that you've actually got a story and you're not merely telling an anecdote or history of events.